Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? In 1923, following a romantic disappointment, Latvian emigre Edward Leeds Kalnin started building a huge rock garden in Florida. He would carry on building this structure for the best part of the next 30 years, at one point even transporting his creation 10 miles away to a new site when plans for a new subdivision emerged in his neighbourhood. But how did a diminutive man who stood only 5 feet tall in his socks move and manipulate over a thousand tonnes of fossilised coral on his own? Was it true, as he claimed that he had discovered the secret of the pyramid? or was he helped by some otherworldly technology? Join us on Aliens Explored as we delve into the mystery of the Coral Castle. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly look at this strange, mysterious UFOs, UAPs, aliens, weird things going on. I mean, we're definitely getting weird this week. Um, I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. How's it going, Neil? It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, it has for us, not not for our listeners, of course. But uh... it's been a whole week for the listeners. Oh yeah, it's been a whole week. Uh, a week can be a very long time. Um, I've heard it's a long time in politics. It is. It is indeed. Um... <laughs> Let's uh, politics probably not a subject we want to get onto. Otherwise, we'll spend the next half an hour ranting and raving. Um, oh yes, don't get mm. me started. <laughs> Once you get into those conspiracies, you know. Oh, oh yes, I oh, know. Right, get vaccinated, folks. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. I've been on Twitter, and uh, that's not a good place to be. The amount of personal abuse i got for suggesting that i th- i thought sort of vaccine passports might be a good idea because not so much you know removing mm. people's I, th- I believe people should have the freedom as to whether or not they get vaccinated but i also think if you're going to choose not to get vaccinated then i think it's only reasonable that you're not in a place where you're crammed in with lots of other people well, and also there's a, lot of mis- there's a lot of misinformation about. It. I mean, there there was a lot of there was an uproar in this country about um, vaccination passports being required for people to go into nightclubs, and that's been that's been debunked by the government's chief scientists who said, well, people who are of sort of nightclub going age haven't even been offered the vaccine yet, so they haven't had an opportunity to refuse it. So um, yeah, get vaccinated because the only way we're going to get back to normal. You know, when we're either when the this 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 pandemic has either left us or we've 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 learned to live with it, it will either be when everyone is either vaccinated or dead. So that's the choice: either choose the vaccine or choose death. There's an awful yep. lot of people dying for after having refused the vaccine. I have people in my own family who have refused the vaccine, and um, I've I've made plans for their funerals. Well, that's it, um, but. 
I mean, yeah, going onto Twitter and, and suggesting that I personally think it's not a bad idea, these vaccines, but oh my God, the personal abuse and attacks that I got. It was, mm. I had people basically, well, expressing um, wishes of death on me. Um, I had people, like, an awful lot of comments about my weight. Um, now, mm. I mean, all right, in some cases, people may choose not to do anything about their weight, but uh, but listeners, I have two medical conditions that actually prevent me from losing. In order for me not to gain weight, I have to have a deficit of 2,000 calories a day. I mean, that's going some. I also that, can't that's, that's exercise too much because if I exercise too much, I've got a condition called ME, mm. um, then I, I'm basically I'm laid up in bed for two or three days. Yeah, but uh, just <laughs> as, as a general point, if you're debating something with someone and they start in with the personal attacks, it's because they don't have a valid argument and oh, they yes. know it and yeah. they know it. Oh, ad, yeah. ad hominem means they've lost the argument. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that said, um, they were a bunch of twats. So <laughs> yeah, so best best stay away from that. You know, you 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 you're banging your head against the wall. Dead um, um, to Twitter though. If oh. if government doctors and scientists, if the, if doctors and scientists can't persuade them to take a vaccine, which hasn't just suddenly been magicked up in the last few months, you know they've been working on SARS COVID vaccine since. These things started appearing. We had the bird flu. We had the H4N1. All they had to do was adjust it to be to the right yes. flavor for COVID-19. Yes. So it's not a sudden miracle cure that they've they've produced. It's a, an awful lot of work has gone into this over a very long time. Yeah, about so, 40, 40 years' worth of work. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, but it's an experimental death virus. Um, mm. As someone say, it's, yeah. it's like, it, it's just like, um, injecting yourself with the Ebola um, in the hopes that it'll cure HIV. I mm. mean, that's now, as puerile and example uh, as it gets. Now, I, I understand why in America, in the United States, there is a tradition for uh, going for quack cures rather than going to see a doctor because they have private medical insurance over in the United States, which means that millions of people cannot see a doctor, cannot mm. have... Um, professional medical care but without becoming destitute so um so they they go for the quack cures i don't understand why that has spread over to to britain over to europe where where we have comprehensive free at the point of use insurance and the but even in america the vaccines being offered for free i know they have this tradition so but uh, people are talking about they're saying i don't want to put this strange stuff in my body i don't trust you they're they're putting all sorts of other things in their body People have been hospitalised yeah. for drinking disinfectant oh. at the at the former president's suggestion. Horseworm um, is the latest thing, isn't Ivermectin, it? Ivermectin, yeah, the horseworm. They're, they're happy to swallow <laughs> that uh, because some because some right wing shock jock on 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 whatever radio station exhorts them to, but they're not prepared to follow a doctor's advice. It, it's, I know, you know. It's so insane. you're not gonna you're not gonna get very far by arguing with them, Stu. That's what no, I'm saying. No, that's very true. Very true. I get much further arguing with you. I find. Um, do you? Which do you? is well, that's what this whole podcast is. Uh, I suppose it is. Yeah. So um, you, you, you'll put up your theory about visitations from another world, and I'll make a comment about your weight. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 Ha, 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 ha.
Um, yeah, no, I was going to pull your theory about Alien Vids, but anyway, no, that's how I was <laughs> um, We are a little bit closer to home, although there is a a or a, a purported strong UFO connection with today's subject. It's uh, mm. it's much closer to home, much more terrestrial uh, today, isn't it, Neil? Well, it is, but often in, in talking about UFOs or UA, UAPs, we, we talk about um, artefacts that they've perhaps left behind, starting starting with the Roswell crash, for one, um, mm. things they didn't mean to leave behind. Um, but, yes, yeah, so this is something which um, which has some sort of – which has a mystery behind it. I can I can hear the sigh in your voice as you say <laughs> that. <Neil. laughs> so, uh, for the benefit of our listeners, we are talking today about the Coral Castle, and and you asked me last week, Neil, uh, where is the Coral Castle, and I could only answer. It's in America. I, um, I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> As did I. And it's actually on the South Dixie Highway in Miami, Florida. Yes. Um, so it's a place that people can visit. Uh, it's been around for uh, an awful long time. Uh, well, it, it was built in the 1920s, wasn't it, by um, by a, a Latvian emigre named Edward Leedskalnin. Yeah, well, it was started in 1923. Uh, it took him till 1951 to complete. Um, and he did it on its own. It's an entire sort of oh, uh, compound um, buildings. It's, well, it's a castle. Well, it's, um, it's, a, it's a rock garden more than a, a, a castle, isn't it? I mean, it's a very, very big rock garden. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it is. I feel the term rock garden. Now, my picture of a rock garden is like, a group of boulders at the bottom of, like, you know, mm. a, a, a small patch of grass. Um, this is massive. I mean, tons and tons and tons. I forget how many. Uh, here we go. 1,100 tons of coral rock. That he shifted on his own over a 30-odd-year period. Yeah. Now, this is a guy barely over five foot tall, weighing mm. about 100 pounds. Um, did it without large machinery, without equipment that we're aware of. And this is where the mystery comes into it, is how he moved and manipulated these massive, massive blocks um, of, of rock. I mean, the, the walls alone. Uh, so he started construction of this thing, and he, he had to move it about 10 miles. And... Uh, People can recall seeing it, it being moved along, being dragged along by his French truck. Mm. Um, these the, the, the these blocks that were used to make the surrounding walls. Now, each of these uh, were, I have to get this right, eight foot tall by four foot wide and three foot thick. So mm. each block weighed 5.8 tonnes on its own. And they moved these one at a time. But nobody knows, like they, they remember seeing it on the road, Mm. But nobody knows how he loaded it or unloaded it or got them upright no. or anything like that because he did it on his own. Well, well, we do have the involvement of friends and trucks. so Only to get it into... from point A to point B, not to get it onto the... Um, the, the mm. well, it was basically a trailer made out of a railway cart. Um, so not to get it onto that and not to get it off on the other end. Mm. That's weird. That's it's weird. it's strange, but you know, I'm not a I'm not a builder. I'm not an engineer. So um, 
I, I find most buildings quite fascinating anyway. <laughs> when I stop to think, when I stop to think, oh, I wonder how they did that. Well, builders, engineers have, and scientists have looked at this ever since its construction, and nobody's really come up with an answer as to how he did it. Hmm. Um, because he won't say, because he would say, well, I, I harness the secrets of the pyramids or something like that. Uh, well, he, he certainly wouldn't say no because he's passed away. Um, hmm. But yeah, he, um, yeah, now you're giving his quote there, wasn't it? Yeah, that he knew the secrets of how the Egyptians built the pyramids. And hmm. he said, and if you, if you knew, you'd find it easy as well. That suggests to me that he found he used slaves. which was illegal in the united states by the 1920s um it was and had been um, illegal for quite some time well i think we would have witnesses to that if that were the case Mm. i mean he certainly wasn't a rich person by any stretch of the imagination when he died uh, i think they found uh 35 100 bills that was his life savings because um, mm. the way he made his money was basically by charging entrance into this this coral castle at like ten cents a, a person. Well, there, there's the, there's an, the original. Um, I think it's carved into rock. Um, there's an original little sign there saying admission uh, ten. Yeah, admission ten cents. Drop below. You drop it into a hole. Um, and apparently, he only started charging that when um, when visitors turned up and started being rude and. Uh, and disrespecting the place, they thought, sod it, I'll charge them. Um, mm. I think it, it costs an awful lot more to get in now. It's more about $18 a head or something, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's undoubtedly more now. But inflation, you know, I can I can accept that. Um, I think he also sold pamphlets as well. He had three pamphlets in particular. One mm. uh, called Sweet Sixteen, which was about the, uh, the woman that he built it in testament, because it's quite a sad story, this. Um, he was... 26 when he start when and he was no he was 26 years old he was engaged to be married uh to a girl called agnes who was 16 years old at the time but she dumped him a day before the wedding mm. and it was some seven years later he'd come over to america by this point um he got tb as well i mean this is like Again, you know, this this just adds to how staggering it is that he managed to build this thing. Mm. But he, yeah, he came over, he got TB. But seven years later, he started building this coral castle as a as a testament to Agnes, who he called his sweet sixteen. So he had a, a romantic disappointment. Um, he did, which which many of us have had in our lives, and of course, well, us, you and I, we're no spring chickens. Oh yeah, we've, we've had we've had romantic disappointments. We've been unlucky in love at times. Um, uh, but I haven't. Um, usually, my my reaction hasn't been to build a, a vast monument in her name, to, in, um, in, in, the, in memory of the woman who dumped me. And no. apparently, this was the, the, this was originally he just called it Ed's place, didn't he? Well, I told um, you, if you're not going to marry me, I'm going to build a massive shrine to you. Uh, the first name I'd come across uh, was Rock pa- Rock Gate Park. Okay. Uh, I've not heard about Ed's place, but quite possibly um, I can certainly see that. Um, 
Hmm. Yes, that was one of his pamphlets, was Sweet Sixteen. There was another pamphlet on domestic and political views, because we all like to express our political views, don't we, Neil? Uh, Uh, Certainly when we have a captive audience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the third pamphlet, and this is what um, I I find quite interesting. Um, Sorry, no. um, The domestic and political views was the Sweet Sixteen one. Hmm. he wrote another pamphlet on magnetic current, mm-hmm. uh, which was, which I think is, you know, could that have been some sort of clue or testament to how he built the Coral Castle? Was looking at magnetic currents, um, and his uh, his third one was mineral, vegetable, and animal life, containing his belief on uh, life cycles. Mm. Um, you can still get them to this day, uh, apparently in the gift shop. But, uh, but yeah, some magnetic current. That I find quite interesting because after he died, they found uh, the remains of an AC generator, AC current Hmm. generator that he had built himself. No no other tools, no other mechanisms or anything like that. That that um, we know of. That that they've found. No, Hmm. that's right. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really interesting. The only other thing he said, other than the you know secrets of the pyramids, uh, was that he mm. understood the laws of weight and leverage well. Um, now we all understand the the um, it's the Archimedes principle, isn't it, with the lever? You you wouldn't want to go and visit a rock garden with with towering piles of t- coral rock. Or fossilized coral weighing tons if it had been built by someone who didn't understand basic um, <laughs> basic physics. Well, no, although he only had a fourth grade education. Mm. He, he wasn't, you know, a classically well educated person in that. No, regard. but then No, all right. Um Sorry, but, I wasn't gonna I was gonna say no, I won't say it. Well, no, I mean it could be self-educated and i i Hmm. I get that but but how can someone in the 20s with with a a relatively low level of intelligence do something that baffles engineers and scientists to this day well not intelligence but education what he what he learned in school and what do you how much you learn in school i think i think all of us and probably most of our listeners um know an awful lot of stuff we don't we weren't taught in school we know it because we're interested in it that's very true that's very true um you learn a foreign language because you end up in a foreign country and you need to you need to survive well yes but very few people who have do not have the benefit of the education as as well as the intelligence mm. um come up with things that 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 are unfathomable to this day. Hmm. That that's the key thing for me. It's not so much. I mean, if you come up with something that, oh, actually, it took us a team of ten engineers to figure out, you hmm. know, and this man did it on his own, that'd be like, well, that's just really impressive. Yes. But this is something different. This is to this day they don't know how he did it. A hundred years later, nearly. Okay, so he he built this looks very impressive rock garden, coral castle. Is it? It, it came to be known by people around, and then the name stuck. Um, but where's the uh, where's the uh, the extraterrestrial connection? 
Well, it has been theorised that what he actually had was either a device or knowledge imparted from extraterrestrials um, mm. that basically gave him anti-gravity, either abilities or access. Which would to... come in handy for shifting huge tons, huge lumps of rock. It would be an easy explanation for it, that's for sure. And also, mm. if it was the same technology or system or whatever you might want to call it, that mm. um, that was imparted to the ancient Egyptians to build the pyramids, mm. because obviously there is a huge connection there uh, where people believe that um, uh, that ancient aliens taught the Egyptians how to make pyramids and how to move those great big um, stones and get them to such massive heights. Well, not not just the Egyptians, but um, peoples in in Central and South America as well, the Aztecs, the Incas, and whatever. But that you, you're you're in danger of straying into a, a racist uh, explanation there, because you're in danger of saying, "Well, white people didn't build this, so it must have been aliens." We don't believe that the indigenous peoples of these countries were capable of of, of developing such a civilization. I, That's a, it's, I, it's a dangerous area to tread into, I think. I, I've heard this put forward before by debunkers. And, and do you know what? I'd, I'd like to address it from my own perspective here. Mm. Saying, wow, it's incredible. Look at the pyramids. Look at how high they got those stones. Mm. Um, it's amazing. We'd struggle to do that today with with stuff. We're not saying, oh, it's because they're Egyptian. It's not saying, oh, it's because they're Mexican. And do you know what? We say the exact same thing about Stonehenge today. So, hmm. so there's that aspect. But we're not talking about it because of their... We're talking about it because of what point in history it was. And it doesn't matter if it was Egypt or Mexico or Britain or Spain or, or, or anywhere. It could have been the Australian Aboriginals. It, it doesn't matter who it was. It's about when it happened and the level of technology that was available. Not about people's intelligence, mm. just the level of technology that was available. And that's what defies belief. That's what makes it hard to understand. But the, the history is full of, of people who have come up with something and it's in many cases taken um hundreds of years to work out how they did it yes um a, a classic was fermat's last theorem a mathematical theorem that he said well you know if you if you add two squared numbers together or the, the square root of two squared numbers will sometimes be a whole number so three squared plus four squared is nine plus 16 equals 25. So the square root of that is five. You get a whole number. Four squared plus five squared is 16 plus 25, which is 41, which doesn't, um, which you get, a, you get a decimal point. But what Fermat said was um, what, whatever multiple, the number N, whatever, whatever your, the, the multiplier or the, whatever your, if, it, if it's two to the power of two, if it's two to the plus two to the power of three or three, Three to the power two plus um, four to the power two. Um, that that's squared. But he said that will never work with cubes. You will never get a whole number with cubes. And in fact, if the um, if the 
what you're squaring it or cubing it or whatever, whatever the power to which you're multiplying that number is, if it's more than two, then no matter what that number is and no matter what number it's powered by, if it's added to another, you will never, ever, ever be able to get a whole number. Okay. And um, it's been proven that he was right. But it was only in the early 21st century, well, possibly the end of the 20th century, that that was proven using supercomputers. Because how do they know that there isn't a number somewhere out there in the billions or trillions where actually, if you apply this power of maybe billions and trillions, that you will actually come back to a whole number? That some that what they can't work out is how did he know? How did he ever know? Is it is it possible that he took a bit of a punt? <laughs> it, it's possible, but I mean, it happened I mean, math- to be right. Math- it was never accepted as you know, mathematical laws have. To, uh, they, they have um, an even higher uh, burden of proof than than scientific laws. Scientific laws are regularly uh, amended or disproven, but uh, mathematical laws can't. I mean, our, our cities would collapse if if the the basic mathematics on which they were founded was found to be unsound or there was somehow an exception to the rule somewhere. Um, so it wasn't accepted. And it, it, so it was only late 20th century, early 21st century, where people said, actually, yeah, this is right. This is actually, we can actually accept that as a mathematical law. But he was in the either the 16th century, I think it was 16th century. Yeah. And he, he, was, he, he just you know, created mathematical puzzles as a hobby. Yeah, he and his friends would exchange them and try and work out what what. We've digressed quite a bit away. So to mm. come back and support, like I say, it's not it's not a question of of me questioning the intelligence of of the ancient mm. Egyptians or or yeah. the Aztecs or of of anyway. It's not about intelligence. It is purely about it requires physical tools and equipment to do these things. So, I mean, taking Stonehenge as an example, um, these mm. great big multi-ton blocks of, of stone will move something like 300 miles. Mm. Now, first of all, I mean, why? Yeah. <laughs> how did they know where it was? How did they know where it needed to be? And how did they move it? And, and nobody has any answers for that mm. to this day. Now, it might be that there is a perfectly simple, rational explanation out there waiting to be discovered. And it may be exactly the same with how they built the pyramids. It may be the, exactly the same with the Coral Castle. And I like to mm. keep an open mind to that. But I also think until we know what the answer is, let's explore different... I mean, that's... Name of the show, Aliens Explored. Yeah, let, let's explore the potential. Let's explore, let's explore the, answers. the potential because, you know, if you say, how did we do this? There are mysteries in our ancient past, thousands of years old, and there are mysteries in our more recent past stuff. We just don't know how they did it. And I suppose, yeah, you have various options that you can explore, and one of them could be extraterrestrials. Now, there's a particular thing with the Coral Castle, is that there is a, a carving in the rock of what looks like an alien grey. Mm. And he's put a couple of little, I think there's yellow stones in for eyes. Um, was this a tribute to the, the alien who came along and helped him? Or was it just that, like a, a sculptor will tell you, when you ask them, how did you get the idea to turn this massive lump of rock into this figure of whatever it is, of a chicken or a naked woman? 
And he, he would, the sculptor would usually say, well, I just saw the form in the rocks. All I did was chip away all the bits that don't belong to the all chicken. All the unwanted the naked parts, yeah. <laughs> all the unwanted parts. And what's left is the vision that I saw. And it could be that he just saw something in the rock and thought, oh, yeah, I can just sort of shave away a couple of little bits. And you've got a little a, a funny little face there. <laughs> which, um, which of course, in in later years, people said, "Oh, that looks like our idea of an extraterrestrial visitor." It, it's also um, there, there's a particular name for it, and I can never remember the name. But there's a thing about us seeing faces in things that aren't necessarily meant to be faces, um, um, because we we are, our brains are de- designed to to seek out patterns. Yes, that's that's yes. where conspiracy theories come from. You can't just say, "Well, this is unrelated. This happened, and then this happened." No, there's got to be a connection somewhere. Um, that's why that they saw the, the f- fact that some conspiracies do happen. Conspiracies do happen. We're on, we're undoubtedly on the receiving <laughs> end of a few of them right as we speak. <laughs> um, but there, there was the face on Mars. Yes. Which, when the, yeah, which was seen in 1976 when they got a bit closer and able to look at it with with better optics, they could see how the image was the illusion was created, but um, it, it wasn't it wasn't a face. And 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 we tend to do that. I have this thing. I, I often it's not quite hallucinating, but I do see shapes round about dusk as the light's drawing in, and your because in daylight your eyes perceive objects through mainly through their color. Mm. Um, and then that, that you use different cells in your eyes um, when it gets dark to, to discern things more by shape. Well, it's in that sort of crossover period as one of them, is, <laughs> one of the one set of cells is winding down, and one set of cells is just firing up. That I start to imagine I've seen odd things, okay. and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who sees ghosts like that. It's that the witches the, in the trees. That and your tea time LSD. That my tea time LSD. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's um, let, let's let's kind of wind up um, our our thoughts on Coral Castle then. So the usual question, I uh, and and I'm going to open this out like uh, beyond the whole extraterrestrial thing. Neil, do you think that Coral Castle was created with the use of otherworldly intervention? Um. Although I would have to say, well, that's, that's I can't rule that out as a possibility. Um, like anyone else, I don't know how this guy built the coral castle. I don't know how he transported such large chunks of fossilized coral to build this thing. Um, so I don't know. So I'm going to say I'm not going to rule out some sort of magic or some sort of um, extra otherworldly intervention. But I don't think that's the the likely source. I think it's an amazing thing he's done. We should be amazed by it. I would like to go there and be amazed by it. It's on my it's on my bucket list now. But, yeah. Um, no, I, for, for now, I'm just going to say, well, no, I'll 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 keep the uh, the extraterrestrial explanation in in the back pocket. Uh, that's good to hear it saying, but because I'm right in thinking you hadn't heard of it before. Um, uh, I we hadn't, said we were going to talk about it, and and I've been to Florida, but I went, you know more than 20 years ago with my with my girlfriend and my 13 year old daughter so it was more about going to theme parks than right, else. Right. i mean it existed then obviously it existed <laughs> yeah but and of course we were just in orlando so we didn't really you know okay oh you saw the mouse 
Yes. <laughs> Chasing the mouse. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I'm just one of these things, when I go to a foreign country, I tend not to range too far because the, you risk missing all sorts of things that are close to home. Yeah. If you go to another, if you go to a strange city you've never been to before, why do you want to book a day trip to another city? that You, you, can't, you haven't got enough time to see this one city that you're in. So, Very yeah. true. Very true. Yeah, t- follow me for more tro- t- top travel tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a new podcast coming from Films. Um Well, for my, uh, for, for what it's worth, from my point of view, I do think I, th- I find um, his his cryptic comments about um, the knowledge of the pharaohs and leverage. Um, I, I find that interesting. I find it evasive. And interesting, mm. I think finding parts of this AC generator that it built himself really strange. I find the fact that he's he's put a pamphlet out about magnetic current really interesting. And and to me, these have all got to be connected. Well, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is knowledge that has come from an otherworldly source. Um, ultimately, mm. uh, I, I would be surprised. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's a difference between us is the extent to which we'd be surprised. I think if if ever we do find what caused it, I think we're going to end up with a bit of a smoking gun. That that's mm. my thoughts. But what do you think, listeners? Had you ever heard of the Coral Castle before? Um, if not, what do you think of it now? I mean, if you had heard of it before, what do you think of it now? Um, you know, is it uh, is it indeed some sort of otherworldly inspired? Uh, creation or is it just very down to earth very terrestrial and just edward was uh, a bit of a genius unappreciated in his time do message in and let us know you can let us know via the usual means we're on twitter um <laughs> getting political sometimes <laughs> we're on facebook and of course you can email us aliens explored at gmail dot com um and while you're at it don't forget to leave us a quick review wherever you listen to your podcast because that really does help a lot of podcasts like ours to to find new listeners and for new listeners to find us so it's always very appreciated now neil next mm. week do you know what i mean you and i were both professional actors mm-hmm we're going to be interviewing another professional actor. <laughs> a, a rather more <laughs> successful actor, professional actor than ourselves. Oh, don't say that. I've worked with the guy. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no, we... and, and look at him now. <laughs> look yes. how far he's come from those dark days. <laughs> he's overcome that disadvantage of having worked with me. Is this what you're saying? Oh, yeah. me. So this was the last episode of Aliens Explored. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yes, next week we have the star of the Discovery Plus documentary, uh, Roswell, The Final Verdict, uh, coming in to to talk to us uh, about his role. Uh, He he recreated one of the people, one of the senior people involved in the Roswell mystery for the documentary. So he'll be coming in to talk to us about that. That is Marcus Churchill. I can't wait to grill him about all of that. Very well, exciting. politely ask him. <laughs> no, I know him. I can grill him. No. <laughs> really? Yes. No, no. It's, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a really good chat. Uh, really looking forward to it. So you don't want to miss that one, listeners. 
So, in the meantime, keep watching out for all sorts of otherworldly technologies or maybe ways of doing things that nobody's thought of yet. And of course, the skies. Take care for now. Yeah, catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.